0: This week, I receive a dose of vitamin D with a strict diet of funky fruit. And I find out how a dead day a day keeps the doctor away.
1: Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett. And we watch anime. Garrett, this week I want to wish all the weeds, noobs, and all matter in between a happy Lunar New Year. To celebrate this occasion that is highlighted by Chinese astrology, I thought what better way to learn about culture than to think of the beasts of the Zodiac as hunky anime boys thirsting for our attention. We're going to take a bite this week out of a show that is considered by many to be the OG anime rom-com. The supernatural romantic comedy slice of life known as Fruits Basket. But before we get here, what are new fans going to be expecting from this show? If you watch the first four episodes, you can expect not to see any fruit and
0: or baskets.
1: <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't assume there's like all the animals being around. There'd be more, it'd be more like a meat theme thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I know. It's like, like, like mutton baskets. Or something like <laughs> Chunk a hunk of burning love. <laughs> so if uh, we want to thank everybody for listening to us on our host site, anchor.fm slash Wanwa Podcast, or really anywhere your podcast is found. But make sure when you do, you give us a five-star review. It really helps elevate our com- ourselves in the conversation. But also, you can follow us on our social media. So Garrett, hit them with those handles.
0: Absolutely. Check out what we're saying on Wanwa po- at Wanwa Podcast on Instagram, or follow us on Twitter at Weeb underscore Noob.
1: So this show is kind of like anime royalty, but for a very specific subject. Uh, we're going to be talking about a show that I've always seen in Barnes and Noble Barnes and Noble really wants you to read this manga because this is kind of the probably would be considered the most quintessential girl read okay. out there. Um, but I would think it's, you know, but I still think for everybody out there, it's still kind of an endearing story, very sliced life and fun. So just to reminder, everybody, we're watching the show fruits basket this week. So if you're wondering how that's pronounced, yes, The word fruit is pluralized, but the word basket is not. So it's Fruits Basket, which is a very interesting name for a show. Uh, The manga is pretty old, actually. It ran from 1998 to 2006, so very long running. And there were two original animes that came out, one in 2001 that looked like pure caca, And then one that came out now, but that was much later that came out in 2015. Oh,
0: see, see, that's interesting. I was sitting next to my wife and she said, When did this come out? And I said, I have no idea. (laughs) And she Googled it and it said 2001. And I was like, Oh, wow, this looks really spectacular for 2001. Yeah. But it it wasn't. (laughs) No, it was not.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's the thing. They wanted to, they basically wanted to do a redo because they did everything right, save for how it looks. Like it looks like really bad old Yu-Gi-Oh. You know, that's what it looks like in terms of yeah. what the old one did. But they, then they're there like, well, is let's just make also it
0: always the fact that uh, there is no original thought remaining. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> why not just redo it? Why not just do
1: the fruits baskets all over again? You know, I, I'm sure it's about time to restart Naruto. Oh, no, Gary, you've just started. The, the signal has been said, get him. <laughs> 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 uh, 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 no, they're all running at me with their hands behind their backs. <laughs> 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 uh, 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 <laughs> Any whoozle. So this show is probably, I would consider, I said it was OG. I said it was like the godmother, I would say, of rom-com anime. But really, it's, it, back in the day, you remember when like Nintendo was big? Nintendo was not considered a video game console. It was considered a toy. And that's because they needed to find a place to put it, whether it would be the boys section or the girls section once they did. Mm -hmm. so The video games were kind of had a stink on them. So like, well, these are toys now. But like you had to find the blue or the pink section to put it. Right. And this is what happened with Fruits Basket and anime in general. Anime for the most part was considered like boy stuff, just like video games was considered boys only club. But Fruits Basket was one of those things, much like like My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, that was kind of designed for girls. But everybody kind of likes it because generally it's slice of life. It's easy going watching. It's just a it's just a kind, fun time. Uh, There's not too much craziness. It's like a warm bath. Did you feel the spirit of like just the easy goingness while you were watching it? Um, Just just to start, Garrett. I mean, other than the domestic violence that's true there was a little bit of a little bit of a, a you know a, a swing by the angles kind of thing <laughs> that if that if it was done for someone younger than 15 it would be considered you know right and and not a, in the direction injured. that
0: you might think it would be no um and, and it gets aerodynamics would cause you lift you off the ground yeah. i i suppose if pressed i could say yes i see how it just kind of happened and it was just going on and it was yeah. you know it was uh Um, There's no grand villain here to beat, at least from what Mm -hmm. I saw.
1: There's there's no Mm -hmm. quest. Prejudice, Garrett. Hand. Prejudice is the villain of this show. How dare you not like me if I transform into animals? <laughs>
0: you know, that kind of stuff. You know what, man? Maybe I just hug- Everybody has a
1: plum, Garrett. Everybody when I hug has a plum. Something,
0: I just want to be able to hug it, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> Everybody has a plum, Garrett.
1: And that sentence will make more sense as we go along. So yeah. <laughs> but as I said as well, like it, it's not just that it's um slice of life, not that it's just a, a rom-com that it's girly thing. It's 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 really like a good, heartwarming story about friendship, about romance. About being kind to people. I mean, I I generally was enne- enamored by it when I first read it. So, um, but I also thought that the animation was kind of caca because it was used to be in that original shoujo look. You know, where everybody's got where the eyes are not just big; they're just like super big, and everything's twinkling, and got everything's it. represented by roses. It was a lot of that
0: kind of no, stuff. No, everything but. was far more um, in in
1: scale this time. Right, right. So. Garrett, let's dive into this basket of fruits and, sure. uh, and talk about what this show really is about and, and, and just where this episode starts.
0: Right. Uh, so we're kicked off with a little bit of astrology history. Um, yes. Everyone out there, well, maybe not everyone out there. If you're listening to the show, though, I'm going to bet that this blanket covers you. Right. Uh, we just went through the Lunar New Year, often referred to as the Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. And as you know... Or probably know every year is assigned an animal and there are 12 animals so i was born in a year that i won't reveal that was the year of the ox and you can narrow it down from there Mm -hmm. um so every 12 years is the year of the ox and i get to celebrate my lunar new year so the preamble for this show is that they talk about how these 12 animals are chosen Mm -hmm. and before they're chosen there's actually a 13th animal. It's the cat. And the Mm. day before the animals are chosen, if I'm not mistaken, it's the rat who says to the cat, oh no, dinner's not tomorrow. It's the day (laughs) after tomorrow. So when tomorrow comes, all 12 animals, excluding the cat, meet, Mm -hmm. they have dinner, they imbibe, and they become the symbolism of the Lunar New Year um, for all eternity for the hundreds and hundreds and mm-hmm. perhaps thousands of years that have occurred since then
1: excluding the cat who discovers that he has been left out and you know what i, I own a cat and I would say most likely it's because he was sunning his belly in some form <laughs> of sunspot that he found he off Probably of didn't
0: garden. want to be there anyway
1: because yeah, me, yeah. Me. I want to I'm more likely to lay by this radiator being <laughs> <screwing laughs> on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, when it looked in the beginning, I was like, man, this kind of looks like a ritual sacrifice of animals. Like Noah's Ark meets, like, you know, voodoo or whatever. But it seemed like it was supposed to be kind of a near endearing. And we then stumble into our main character, whose name is Toru Honda. Um, And she somehow randomly walks into an old house. Just like, (laughs) she's just like, la, 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 walking to school from the mountain. And ooh, this is a house I've never been to before. Let me go inside. (laughs) Well, it's hinted that she
0: um, that she's sleeping in her tent, like she's staying in her living out of a tent in these woods that she probably assumes are are public lands. And on her way to school one morning, as you so succinctly described,
1: she decided to commit trespassing (laughs) and not because she's uh, you know, she goes to a state college and decided to protest any number of human rights atrocities from, you know, another country, but mm-hmm. she's there because she's an orphan, essentially. Right. And she uh, she has, like, literally no house to live in. And uh, so she, when she goes to that house, she uh, meets this set of boys, essentially, one a little older, one a little younger, and they're the members of what are known as the Soma family are kind of the central players of our show. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, if, if they're, most of the characters you're going to meet here have the last name soma they're, they're most likely cousins of some sort uh so so what happens when we meet our our boys uh from the soma family uh
0: well the older soma i believe um is a little teasing uh but he finds out how much um our lead toru loves cats Mm -hmm. so he kind of mocks that about her a little bit but she discovers that the younger of the two somas living in the house is a a gentleman named yuki soma who's a classmate Mm -hmm. of hers in high school and yeah he's very kind he's very easy on the eyes we find out that he is maybe the most popular kid in high school even though he's just a freshman but he's also very unique in that he's while he's very popular, he does not have women draped all over him all the time. He's a little distant from people. Right. He keeps his uh, there's a, an aloofness that adds to his mystique and charm.
1: Yeah and I would also say that um, you know one thing to note is that all of the the soma family are handsome they, they're the they're the handsomest family that exists in the world uh, but the first thing to note is that they bring up this story of the 12 zodiac animals again and again and again throughout the course of the story because there's some relevance to the story but this when the when toru's brought up the the idea of the the cat being left behind she's one of the few people that like feel bad for the cat and Mm -hmm. like and wants really badly for there to be that 13th year out there and so she like disregards her own birthday essentially right says i shall make the year of the cat a reality! It's such a weird thing to be, like, a goal of yours. Right. Right? Like, right. I want to be, it's like me being like, I want to be born on a leap year! And it's like, I'm already, like, in, in my teens at that point. It's like, get over it. it's not happening. Like, yeah. you know, the world is not going to change just because you want it to. But it's yeah.
0: definitely like that type of behavior where you're like, I like the stuff that's not cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I still listen to all my music on vinyl.
1: That's like people who are like, Oh, I of the of the my own zodiac, I'm in the Ophikius, <laughs> which is like the thirteenth, uh, you know, of, of the ones that we follow the Greek Z- uh, zodiac. I would, I would just like to uh propose a kudos to you for for pulling that out of your <laughs> that's right, that's right. Astrology nerd. Uh so basically, yeah, so she's She's a, uh, you know, kind of the kind of like what we would call a daddy dede. She's the she's not quite dumb, but she's just so carefree. Easy she's going. Cheerful. It's careful and refreshing. nice. Right. It, it, is it nice to see uh, like the girlfriend archetype not be so because she's technically the protagonist of the story. So she's not a vanilla snow cone. Mm-hmm. But she actually has some like thing to her. But she's also not like this quintessential tsundere that She's the, no, she, like she, a normal
0: she, person. She comes across a little vapid, but also there's like instances later where she could have the opportunity to be like catty. And instead mm-hmm. she chooses like support and girl power.
1: Right. <laughs> and you're just like, wow, a good person waiting <laughs> for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> and there's one thing I also wanted to talk about this interaction with uh, when she was talking about the meeting with uh Shigure and i don't think i've brought this up before but you might notice sometimes that when some anime characters are trying to be cool or show off they do this very specific pose called the cool guy pose okay so what you do is you take like you know the, the shape of the l that you normally would put on your forehead right. a la all-star you rotate it 180 degrees and put it under your chin instead got it That's
0: That's you're the cool guy guy pose. your pose
1: basically like the nike check is going under your chin essentially yes and that's the show that like oh i'm so cool i'm showing off you and that's usually someone your chin yeah it's usually someone being very braggadocious and you'll see it a lot now in like anime fan tiktoks who are all like 13 and you're like how do you why do you use this yeah it's like such a thing and it makes me it makes my wee heart like kind of happy but also kind of depressed that people are doing it so mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah so we get to school and we find that not only is yuki popular but there is a group of girls that are like get off that d it's mine Mm -hmm. and it was also really funny when they're explaining that like not only is he a loop but like any girl that tries to touch him he like heismans them (laughs) and then when they talked about him being the prince they said he did like and then not only did he throw her to the ground but then he scuttled away and he does like this weird like pirouette was like with his feet (laughs) which i thought was really funny for the prince scuttle i call it uh yeah so he's, he's he'll he'll faceplant you if you saw si- if you decide to uh if you decide right. to try to hug him in the right. middle so um yeah so they go through the school thing and and Yuki is actually like not that cold with her because she's pretty t- open with them was very talkative to them mm-hmm. um and so they end up going back home for some reason he talks about how he hates cats which should be a huge red flag. Why right. got brought up? He's like, "Oh, that story you talking about? Well, the cat was big, dumb, dumb. Screw that thing. Cat was an asshole. Let's let's forget about the cat. Who cares? You know that kind of <laughs> stuff, right?" right. <laughs> and uh, and so all of a sudden, she they she goes into her tent.
0: Saying, oh, that's right. They they so they go back to their their house mm-hmm. by themselves, and they see her walking in the woods Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay so the first time they meet um the first time they meet her uh toru is she's walking through the woods she stops by their house fine whatever quinky dink they go into they go into school right but on the way home that night they see her walking home and they follow her and they discover that she's living in this tent and so you know she's exhausted and they're like, why don't you come to our house and hang out for a little bit? So she goes to their house and they hang out for a little bit and they hear this noise. And she's like, oh, no, what was that? And Segura and, and is like, uh, I don't know, probably like a cliff collapsing. And she's like, oh, no, I hope it wasn't near my tent. And he's like, no way, no way. It's near your tent. And it absolutely covers her tent. And he laughs at her.
1: He's like he laughs at her homelessness. Yeah, a d-bag he's like <laughs> <I know. laughs> you're living in a tent you freaking homeless person now, now homeless he, orphan <laughs> keep
0: in mind these two boy cousins who are living together are absolute yes. slobs the kitchen yes. is just filled with garbage they they're they don't they don't show this but they are definitely
1: eating pbj's mm-hmm. like every night mm-hmm, that's right and then so she's like not only that she's been living in a tent but she's been like protecting it from all manner of typhoons over the past uh, past couple of months. And she all of a sudden gets a really bad fever. And and so she's like, but my mom's picture's in there and it's like covered in this like landslide and all that stuff. And then while she's like in a weird fever dream, you see him go, I'll, I'll Yuki go, I'll take, get her picture for her. He's like, oh, you're going to dig it out all by yourself? He goes, who do you think I am? And all of a sudden the door opens and you see just like thousands of mice behind him and stuff like that. Just like, right. All over the place like that. And you're just like, okay, so apparently he's a rat man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> apparently okay. Willard is Yeah, apparently in the woods. He's Willard. <laughs> and so it's it, it gets to the point where you, you start to see the somas are taking a liking to to, to, to Toru. Toru's kind of liking wait, them. Wait,
0: you have a terrific note here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Move the blanket when you talk, damn it. Oh yeah, she's got a really bad fever. And the entire time she's explaining how she's an orphan and like no one like cares yeah. for her, she's just like doesn't move the blanket from her face, and she's just, she has so like, she's like, she's like, so uh, I was an orphan, when I was a little kid, and, and like, move the blanket, dang it, pick up, junior. <laughs> oh
0: man,
1: and then all of a sudden now they're like, okay, just stay with us, you, you might as well right. stay. And of course, in her day 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 way, she's like,
0: no, I can't possibly pose, like, yeah,
1: and then she trips out a board and accidentally gets into a hug. And uh, what happens, Garrett?
0: Poof, smoke, and Yuki is gone. And all that mm-hmm. remains in his clothing is a rat. Um, oh, a rat. no. <laughs> a rat who constantly looks embarrassed with that embarrassed sweat. Right, you yeah. Like the one
1: droplet of sweat that's supposed to mean he's embarrassed. And then there's also another cousin that shows up named Kyo, who decides to jump through the roof. Mm-hmm. An- another hug befalls him because she doesn't want them to fight. Yep. And, what, and he turns into a cat. That's correct. And then she accidentally falls into Shigure, and he turns into a dog. And then it's like that. the episode ends with like, okay, now they're all animals. Da-da, the end. So, <laughs> so let's pause for a quick second because sure. now we're left with a whole bunch of questions. Why are these why are these animals, right? And let's first talk about the name, Fruits Basket. Why is it called Fruits Basket? You're probably wondering. Uh, apparently, uh, Fruits Basket is an actual game played in Japan, in Japan, kind of like a, like a Duck, Duck, Goose. Okay. Where, like, you name people after, people after Fruit. Sure. And, and basically, once someone says that your version of Goose, which is like, say your, your name was Apple, you'd have to run like them and, and find a new seat, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like Duck, Duck, Goose, the of game. It's a, so, I guess, basically, like, just a way of saying this is like a roulette, a menagerie of different people coming in and out of the life. The second thing is that, um, you know, this would kind of be considered reverse harem, would you say? That, yes, absolutely. But I would argue that in our in the case of this show, that it kind of doesn't fall into the same tropes that harem tends to do, even reverse harem tends to do, which is that uh, it's not very etchy. Although there is, you know, some, but not really sexualized nudity. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's less frenetic. Like when you watched. I'm uh, you know, Haunted Hot Springs, the yep. boobs are flying at you a mile a minute. Like mm-hmm. you watch that show, and it's like just like pow 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 boobs but boobs butt boobs but So for neck, an and this one like takes its time with the romance. It allows itself characters to develop a little bit before you they have like a nude encounter and stuff like that. Sure, sure. And usually it's a very specific reason why nudity happens. So do you feel that? Like did you feel well, like I you're mean, getting nudity into another... happens yeah. here, guys. Whenever they reappear
0: back mm-hmm. to their human form they are naked with their clothes on the ground mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. by the way i appreciate the continuity because yeah. if you turn into an animal the clothes will be draping all over you so mm-hmm. when you reconstitute yourself into a human you should be naked you should not be clothed mm-hmm. i appreciated that
1: yeah and and i think what's also cute about the story with the idea of, is the idea of incorporating uh the chinese zodiac into the story because we haven't really saw an anime that really leaned into chinese things all that much sure and, uh, yeah, and as you mentioned, like, just so people know, yeah, you said it's a 12-year system. East Asian countries generally that are connected to the culture of China, the Lunar New Year. Now, I would, I would love to say that it was, I time doing this show based on the Lunar New Year, but that would be a complete lie. That was this pure luck. Pure luck and happenstance that these shows, those two instances came together <laughs> in the same place. But what they tried to do in the show, which is kind of cute, is when it comes to your given animal, which is kind of weird compared because, like, I can understand the Greek zodiac where, like, one month equals a specific personality. To say that everyone born within a whole year span is essentially the same person, right? Is weird a, a Greek
0: person would tell you that they perfected it, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever lived in a story in New York, yeah. you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Do you know mathematics? We created this, you no know Olympics.
1: <laughs> We created this,
0: you know, <laughs> architecture, we created this.
1: It's a little fun fact for those of you who don't know the Northeast, all the bunch of stories, uh, pardon Queens that Garrett and I both lived in for a while. And, uh, the Greeks are, there's, there's, I think if you talked about the amount of Greeks that'll exist in the world, number one is Greece and number two is story of Queens. Absolutely. It's like the amount of Greek people that exist in the world. So, uh, the right now, actually the year is this year is the year of the tiger. I didn't know if you knew that. Um, you said you were the ox, which is mm-hmm. from your year. We won't get yep. involved what, what that is, but, uh, that generally speaking, people born in the year of the ox are generally considered strong, reliable, fair, and conscientious. Mm-hmm. They inspire confidence in others. And they're also calm, patient, and methodical and can be trusted. Mm-hmm. Although they say little. So they say, although they say little, they can be very opinionated. <laughs> Does that sound like you? Ah. Uh... In, in that
0: vague way that any
1: astrology can be about me? Absolutely. <laughs> in a very fortune cookie way, it was all 100% me, right? <laughs> yeah. And then for me, I was born a year before you, and I'm the year of the rat. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I went to Chinese places, I was hoping I was going to be the cool one, like the dragon or the tiger. I would yeah. even accept like dog or yeah. something cool, but I ended up getting the rat, just like I'm a Yuki, basically. And... <laughs> And what they say is we're ambitious, work hard to achieve the, our goals, which who wouldn't do that, right? Right. Every, every All other 11 animals are complete Lazy Bones Joneses. Uh, Those other also, 11 animals must be millennials. <laughs> millennials. <laughs> <laughs> and they're also considered charming, talkative, and easily make friends. Okay. Especially if they like anime, that's yep. not in there, but okay. And although they are gossipy, which I don't think I'm gossipy, they're right. very private about their own personal life, and devoted, faithful, close friends. I would say, as you said, in a vague fortune cookie way, that sounds like. Beauty. Sure. Yeah. Now, let me ask you: Do any of these actually like call people out for being a dirt bag? Like, well, they do have like bad traits. And if you go to like, if like when I tell you that if you go to the Chinese buffet that used to go to, mm-hmm. had a, the every mat had the zodiac on it and right. it explained like not just like what you're good at, but also what you're bad at, kind of like with the Greek zodiac, where like they say with like Virgo, like what I am, it's you're a. You know you're very well organized and 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 thought provoking, but you're also very over perfectionist and all that stuff. So there's always like an overdoing your rat my ratness. Gotcha.
0: As long as I'm not the snake in the show, because it is (laughs) a semen. It has been (laughs) it has been animated like this goopy headed worm,
1: and it's very (laughs) weird. So let's talk about why this is happening, man. They're all animals now. She just kind of like runs out of the house with all her her hunky boys now animals in tow sure and she goes to meet the, the post office man with a dog a cat and a rat and uh, what's happening what why is this happening every
0: member of the soma family possesses this i guess you could call it a curse but they they are possessed by the animal spirits of the lunar new year right. um and in addition to being possessed by those spirits and carrying some attributes of them, when they are hugged mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by someone of the opposite sex that is not of their family, uh, they turn into their 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 animal, and and the length of time that they are that animal is you know it depends, and and I'm a little confused by this because the show like kind of specifically calls out hugs, but yes. Toru. Accidentally bumps them
1: all the time, and they right. turn. Yeah, it, it, it's the rules of this thing is pretty vague. Like, it also reminds me. Remember that show we watched that was kind of in this in the like the gender bender uh, anime called Ranma One Half. Okay, it's very Ranma One Half, where like he gets wet and he turns into a girl or a boy, vice versa, or whatever depending mm-hmm, on the temperature mm-hmm. of the water. But I think with with this the rules are pretty vague in terms of what constitutes a hug, what constitutes contact. And they even brought it up in episode four that like, what happens if you have sex? Like all of a sudden, does it become bestiality all of a sudden? Yes. Like they talk about the inconvenience of it because even shigure when he's in the dog form he's like it's not like we get special powers or anything like that it's not right. like we we can talk to our given animal but we're also just, just the animal it's kind of annoying maybe maybe it's that type of uh
0: mormon sex where like if you <laughs> if you put it in but you don't move it doesn't count as sex <laughs> what is that is that called wedding i think i don't know
1: man but they gotta take off their special magic underwear to get there i guess that's true that's yeah, just so they can be on their planet but man that sounds weird so eventually you you know they they're kind of like, Oh, this girl's be weird out. We might have to erase her memories. The head of the clan whose name is Akitos might make this happen because it's happened in the past. Um, and so what we learned is that Yuki, the, the young stud, the prince of the school, right, what well, really wasn't supposed to be in this school because most of the time you should only be in a same-gendered school because they don't want you transforming for no reason in the middle right, of right. class. And whoopsie daisy, what happens? She keeps bumping into him because she's just so clumsy. And Absolutely. And so they keep changing. And so it's kind of like a foil to get the story going that like every single one of these people that she meets are burdened by this. Like you said, it's kind of like, it's more of a curse than anything else. Not like Mm -hmm. they become better people by doing this transformation. Kyo being one of, you know. And it's really about the idea of like her overwhelming kindness. Like you said, she's such a good person that everybody who she meets in this, Gets a sense of like affection for her, whatever mm-hmm. that might look like. And they also know kindness. Like they always thought that they had to hide from the world. And she's the one that allows them to feel like they can just be themselves. Like, sure.
0: A, a little bit yeah. more about uh, Yuki's decision to go to that school is in true like teenager emo fashion, right? Basically trying to pull away from his family. So he had to right. fight to go to the heist the mixed uh, sex high school that he's in right. and his cousin the cat who comes along he was actually accepted into the all boys school and then he disappeared for four months and he keeps when everyone asks where he was he keeps telling them he was training in the mountains right but then every time Catboy tries to fight his cousin yuki he gets his ass whooped right um but now that he's back he doesn't want to go to the boys school. They're saying, okay, but you have to go to school. So he now too is going to attend
1: the mixed gender school. And he's like your classic Sunday, but like a male version of it. Right? Like everything he says is an insult. Everything yeah. he says is like, how the hell you, you know, you don't know shit about me. You don't know me. Uh-uh, you ain't bad. You ain't nothing. You ain't nothing. Like that's his jam all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of different when you hear it of a guy's mouth versus a girl's mouth and stuff like that. He's not going like back a back back. He's back a Like it's a very different thing. And so, and you kind of learn throughout the way that like Toru went to school because he wants to escape his family, but Kyo wants to beat uh Yuki so that he can be part of the family because he's that mythical 13th uh zodiac member who make right so so it's an interesting thing as i said it's not really like um you know it's not really like it's like a like heavy peaks and valleys right the conflict is very small it's very shallow and pretty much resolves itself in pretty quickly throughout every episode mm-hmm. so and that's generally what happens in, in the second episode is just kind of learning more about the backstory and all that stuff so um we start episode three and I don't think we've talked about school festivals as much. I don't believe we have, have we? Like, the we only about the festival. festival we talked about
0: was, was it last week or the, no, it was two weeks ago. Yeah. Where there's the haunted school. And, yes. And there's going to be like an arts festival and the gymnasium collapses. And
1: they're like, <laughs> well,
0: we just can't possibly cancel the festival. I mean, it's <laughs> yes, really it's important. that.
1: And it's actually super important. And I think what you'll find in most anime, and this will usually happen as like later arts, but for some reason this one's like, right away um right when you know like certain characters is that what happens in these shows and i don't know if this is a real japanese thing or if it's just an anime thing is every class has to come up with some sort of attraction for the festival Mm -hmm. and they usually decide it as a class and it's usually something you can actually like get outside people to come in and participate in And a lot of anime shows, classes will choose to be like a maid cafe and all the students will dress. And this is your opportunity to see girls dress as maids for this episode. Or some will be like, this is going to be a haunted house and everybody's going to dress as ghosts. When you come into our class, we're going to scare you. And so uh, it's kind of one of those things that like, it's surprising that we haven't really come face to face with it. Because it's very common. Like it's a very common trope in anime is the festival arc in which you take the opportunity to stop to do like, to run a store essentially for, <laughs> for the town uh for the sake of like school pride or whatever like their class pride. So, right. yeah. And so we start episode 3 when they're like and they come up with a very exciting idea of a rice ball stand. <laughs> it looks like
0: onigiri.
1: Yeah, yeah. They call it rice ball in the in the translation, but yes, it's onigiri. And it's like the most boring conversation. And they're like she's like what if we had like three different flavors and three different types and the girls who obviously are there just for yuki's johnson is just right. like comes up with them they're just like so over overdue with the like the thing Man, what if she decides to put like but pu- you know like plum and kelp in it like what a bitch look <laughs> 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 well, well, it off I it mean, ladies doesn't she make like
0: scape onigiri or something she makes some yeah. sort of green onion onigiri
1: chive and- huh she made chai one, chai. Chai one. and yeah. she gives
0: it to kyo and he's like Bleh, disgusting i hate it <laughs> and yuki could give a shit less what it's <laughs> out of, but you he hates kyo so much that he goes over and he shoves the onigiri in his mouth <laughs> and he makes him
1: eat it and then kyo also d- decides to have like a death match over onigiri and that's his suggestion he's like let's fight who can't whoever doesn't win doesn't get to eat right. like that's and, I love it. and they go okay <laughs> that's one idea <laughs> and so and then another thing that just randomly pops up after she's leaving this session of the rice ball store discussion meeting whatever there's this random uh german person that comes up and oh my god that was so random it was so random I watched another episode. They never explained it again. She,
0: she was like, she, it, I'm sorry to all German people, but she's like, to fair to
1: Essentially Swedish chef the entire conversation. Yes.
0: And, and then, then, then smooched
1: her on the cheek. And Toru goes, I'm sorry, I don't speak English. And runs away. And she's not even speaking. She's is yeah, she's literally like, Gerda, 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 Gerda. Like a lot of that. And <laughs> it's just <laughs> the weirdest interaction. I go, what does this have to do with anything? Nothing. The answer's nothing. Nothing. And so all of a sudden, now a random typhoon's showing up to the house. And Yuki is deciding at this point that he's got to protect his garden. And so, like, the two of them have this bonding moment over protecting the garden. Mm -hmm. So you start to see that, like, the general tamper of every episode is, like, a conflict happens where someone's inner want comes out. Like, Yuki wants to have privacy, his own things. Kyo wants to be better and be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shigure wants to be—I don't know—a big perv and be a slob, all that stuff. And she shows up and accepts that part of them. Mm. It's about like accepting who they are, and this is like your thing, and I'll and I want to help you get there. And as a good friend, I'm going to be supportive of that. And I think that's the kind of charm of what the show is. And yep. so she she protects his garden, and everything that she does causes everybody to blush. I mean, everything that that Toru does makes every person have just the rosiest cheeks and be so embarrassed (laughs) like oh no no you just learned about my garden ooh, like that kind of stuff so secret place yeah you found my secret happy place and then it was so weird because the next morning (laughs) kyo is being is being a grump like always like the cat guys being a grump and she goes into this like really weird plum analogy analogy did you
0: I, I feel like I eventually understood it but like I missed it I'm, I'm not I don't even recall the plum portion
1: so folks let, bear with me on this because I may butcher this completely and you may get up my butt for it so once again fair warning don't know if this worked, but she's like packing the onigiri and she's like everybody has a plum <laughs> an umeboshi so to speak which is more of a sour plum you'll find it as a topping usually on onigiri and everybody in the world is like this onigiri okay. everybody thinks they suck ass they're just plain onigiri they don't feel and think they have any flavor or anything to offer the world but every single person does have a certain something that they have but it's on their back so they never get to see it okay but other people get to see it and they don't they don't until someone tells them that the plum is there, they just think that they're boring or an onigiri. Is it so it's like a tramp stamp? <laughs> I love that's what you took from it. No, Garrett, it's kindness. Kindness is the oh, idea. Oh. <laughs> well, ultimate kindness is a is like a is a tramp of
0: dangling cherries hanging above your bunghole. <laughs> and if you're and you if you don't have kindness, it's a tribal tattoo. <laughs>
1: So the idea, I guess what she's trying to say through this, like, and they also, like, did this graphically with a bunch of, like, Odigiri, like, shaking alone, like, like, in this, like, weird, like, like, graphic, cinematic, and, like, on the back, you see this, like, tiny pink dot, and it's just trying to say, like, everybody's got something that's kind about them,
0: okay. that they
1: offer the world that's compassionate about people, sure. but they don't, but it's very rarely that anybody gets to see it themselves. I thought it was endearing. I just thought it was a really stupid way of explaining it. Mm. And that's generally what we find out. But then we end the episode with meeting a girl who's going, is
0: he's, he's, he's my, he's my Kyoku there?
1: Ooh. I'm
0: sorry. Is she Elmo? Kind of. You, you were like, <laughs> Elmo wants to know where Kyo is. <laughs> all around?
1: Except if it was Kagura. I would be sure happy to tickle her anytime she wants. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So so tell me more about Kagura. So Kagura is this very shy girl. She hides behind the tree because she's like, I've been looking for my Kyokun forever, our cat boy. And she's been like, oh, is he here? I've been looking for him. Everything. He's like, she's very calm. She's hmm. very meek. She's very polite. She calls him Kyokun because she thinks so highly of him. And as soon as she gets in and she sees that his, her beloved Kyokun is there, she proceeds to beat the ever-living shit out of him. <laughs> and, and, and so, I don't know, did you experience, do you remember this This episode? He's like, I miss you so much! And they queerly, classically explain this as, you know how people pull hair when they like someone on the playground? right? This right. is like the most extreme extent of that. And I was like, is it? Is it? And right. You kind of grow out of that when you go into into, into your teens, I hope so. Yeah, and- but I mean, she is just like
0: pommeling him. I yeah. mean, and I, you have this great descriptor here like Petey Pablo, she's <laughs> swinging him around like a helicopter. Like she's like, a North Carolina, come on and raise up.
1: <laughs> I wish kids knew who Petey Pablo was. Who's us, us, us the damn? <laughs> you know what, I,
0: we're, we're just we're, we've hit that stage in life where just I mean, what was it like three or four years ago? I think um, it was like in the year of the of the tiger. This Missy happened. Misdemeanor <laughs> Elliott uh, performed with like right. a new artist and they were like, yo, who's this new rapper? She's hot.
1: And yeah. like our hearts died a little. My favorite, actually, there's an even worse story than that, it, which I agree with you. That's awful is so Kanye brought Paul McCartney oh, on yeah, the stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And all the young people were like, man, Kanye's so nice to bring this Paul McCartney, man. He's going to really help this guy by doing this. And everyone was like, everyone older than like 25 was like, what? <laughs> How do you not know Paul McCartney is? But apparently uh, Kagura is a, a Soma too. She is a cousin. Were you creeped out at all by the cousin loving uh, aspect of Kagura? Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> There is a terrific
0: cousin lo- cousin loving skit on Saturday mm-hmm. Night Live. Yeah. Um, Bill Hader was the host. And it's like the Kishin- Kiss an Irish Rose dating show. <laughs> and it's like the three women are hiding behind. Like you get to ask them questions, but you don't see them or anything. Right. And he finds out that like um, Kate, uh, who's the very popular member of SNL? Kate. Kate. Uh, McKinnon? McKinnon. Uh, that Kate McKinnon and Cecily Bryant are like his cousins. <laughs> and and 80, 80 Bryant, or sorry, Cecily Strong, 80 Bryant is mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, cousins. I, I must be in the the lead now. And he's like, oh, no. Like, th- th- he's so <laughs> into his cousins.
1: It's a, it's a really
0: <laughs> terrific sketch. And I, I suppose that it depends on how distant a cousin you are.
1: Yeah, they don't explain like who, like the family tree of the Soma family. It's just that they're all cousins and they have this weird affliction to them. Um, and this is like kind of our first interaction with a female, right. uh, a female member of the Soma family too. And it's
0: where we learn that she can touch him and they won't turn because she has the same uh, condition.
1: So that means that all of this weird sexual energy they have is kind of gross because even Magic recognizes their relation <laughs> <laughs> and says no well, to, to sh- be fair right th- the
0: sexual energy only goes one way right right And she gets mad at kyo she's like you told me when we were younger that you would marry me and they do a flashback and she's yeah. standing
1: above him with two eight inch chef knives threatening <laughs> him and <laughs> and also she's actually like she makes the the uh the contract that she's trying to stay with him pretty easy going right like she's like i'll let you cheat on me oh i
0: hated that i i I when I heard that, I was like, uh, the whole like subservient yeah. thing. I
1: didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, she's like, I'll cook you meals every day. And if you cheat on me, I'll just consider it a lapse in judgment. That's all i am do. Right. <laughs> like, like that's a that's quite a sell, Garrett, even for a cousin. I guess you kind of yeah. have to sweeten the pot in order for it to happen.
0: It, so yes, yeah, it is it's, revealed later though that she she would forgive him, but she will beat the hell out like, of him
1: first. Still, exactly. She will still Petey pop him. Like, she's from North Carolina. So, right. uh, and, sh- and we're also getting to the idea that, like, Kaguya is kind of jealous of Toru for being, uh, you know, for being close to-, to Kyo and all the other boys in the, in the household and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, so they kind of have, like, a little bit of a kerfuffle. And she really wants Kyo's affection the whole time. Every time that Toru wants to cook meals for them, uh, Kagaris gets in the way every time she wants to clean. Kagura gets in the way. She wants to show herself as a wifey first and right. foremost on top of a like and, a fist of the North Star.
0: And this led to a really sweet moment where Sorry. she actually had an opportunity to express her, her care for <laughs> Kyo without beating him up. And if you'll allow me, I'll, like, mm-hmm. I'll explain it quickly. Go for it. Um, Toru says she's, Toru, remember for those keeping score at home, she is the homeless girl in the woods. She says that she's going to make dinner for everyone. And Kagura is like, no, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it on my own. I got this. I got this. I got this. So she goes into the kitchen. She uses every ounce of food in the entire kitchen. Uh, And then, as you said, there ultimately is a kerfuffle that breaks the dining room table and sends food
1: everywhere. Right. And she's like, I'm going to take, I'm going to go for food. I'm going to buy it myself. I'll get you more food. Right.
0: So she goes out to buy more food. And while she's out, Toru finds herself there as well. And she's like, you don't have to do this alone. I will do it for you. And she decides that she's going to make them hamburgers. Yes, hamburgers. But, but for those out there in t- in uh, in uh, podcast land, hamburger is not what we think it is. It's right. more like
1: a Salisbury steak. That's what I was thinking. It looked more like... Uh, like a Kid Cuisine or Hungry Man version of a (laughs) hamburger steak.
0: It it is a Salisbury steak with like gravy on top of it. But in having the conversation with Toru about how much Kagura cares for Kyo, she relates a story. The first time she ever met Kyo, he was a little boy. She was a little girl. He was on the ground with a stick drawing in the dirt. A fried egg, mind you. And he was drawing a fried egg. How do you know he wasn't drawing boobs? How do you know he wasn't drawing boots? She does not know that. She, <laughs> not. She, she was thinking the best of him. Right. And so when they serve the hamburgers to everybody, uh, I wish I was Kyo because his had a beautifully fried egg on top of it. And when oh, he yeah. sees it, normally he's very strict with his rebuffing of Kagura's like right. um, her behavior. But when he sees this, you almost see this sort of thoughtful, quiet smile and then he mm. breaks the yoke and, and digs into his delicious meal.
1: And it's a very, yeah, it's a very sweet, endearing story of people who are essentially alone, right? They all are lonely in their own way and they find family comfort and support through the idea of just accepting kindness and, and all that stuff. It's a very endearing story. So while, it, it you know, you would think of harem as being about People fighting for affection. This one is accepting affection as it comes, right, and and, right. and offering it in return. And I think that is a very endearing part about the show. So for those of you out there who are thinking to yourself, "Oh, is this just like another harem or reverse harem?" I would say it's way more than that. It, it, mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of is a less uh eventful version of like Yamada kun and the Seven Witches, like very much that. You know, telling good life stories through the interactions and interplays of, of different characters. So, um, yeah. So, ultimately, just like kind of a funny, easygoing rom com, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so, what I'm going to do is what we do every week, which is the first of the questions is Would you keep watching this show knowing what you've seen so far?
0: I don't think I would. Okay. I think that I certainly appreciate that chicken soup for the soul that mm. you feel it provides. Right. But I think my time is uh, best spent consuming other forms of media. Also, you would
1: prefer Hambaga over Fruits Baskets, right? (laughs) I would like to. Okay, here we go, Cal. Why the hell is it called Fruit Basket? (laughs) Oh, no, I think I've explained it before. Fruits Basket is like a a kid's game. uh, Oh, that's right. That's That's the duck duck goose. But it's still it's still
0: interesting well, that... that that so here's though it's so abstract. Right. Spent five minutes explaining it to me, and I completely forgot. Exactly.
1: That's what I'm saying. It 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 honestly means nothing. I explained it, and it yep. still registers nothing to Might me. Might as well yeah, call even... it Yosemite. Right. <laughs> Someone goes on HBO. I was like, hey, this is not what I was looking for. <laughs> ah, see if you can pick up that newsroom reference. <laughs> so, I, and and I think for me, I I generally don't geared towards slice of life romances. I think Yamada kun was, was the last one I actually list, mm-hmm. watched. I would give this one a little bit of a glance knowing that it has some finalization to it. It's not one of those slice of life that ha- it's, it's just not dynamic. I think was my big thing when I was, when I was watching is like the arc of conflict that happens, the arc of like, dis- you know, because there needs to be some sort of thing that bothers people are all really surface. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. And you
1: could honestly solve most of the problems in, in an episode within five minutes. And right. most of it is is then filled with someone getting turned into an animal or becoming naked because they can't turn back. And I wonder how
0: old, how quickly that takes to get real.
1: Yeah, now. exactly. And I think what, what's, what they're going to do and knowing because there's 12 animals in the Zodiac is the life of the show is going to be sustained by the introduction of new cousins. Right. Right. Right, it's yeah, like, they
0: we're just well, but they could hypothetically, yeah. Well, oh, so, so, see, this is tough, right? Because how big is the family? So, yeah, there's 12 zodiac animals,
1: 13 and, now, because you imagine 13, one's a cat,
0: including the cat. Right. But can you have doubles? And maybe you can only have 13 per generation, but that, right? Would, were, so, that
1: okay, so that would be one point of interest that would be an episode, yeah. And, and when he goes like, when he says like, oh, there's another person, would you like, we have two more females in here, would you like to know their animals? And she's like, no, just thinking about their their animals, I just like the anticipation of what that is. I think just like Zanpakuto's sword reveals, you know, and yeah. what devil fruit does this guy have? There is so much in- intrigue into like the unpacking of what someone is, right. and also that their character is tied to their animal Mm-hmm. kind of nice because they say Coggerd is a boar and boars tend to charge full speed into what they like, even if they're aggressive about it. So sure, it's like sure. that kind of like fun. Like if you watch someone being very bunny, like you're like, oh, that one's obviously a rabbit, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. So I think for me, it's the playing characters, the kind of overarching story. You know, if I'm feeling like I hate humanity and feeling pretty misanthropic, this is a good salve for that, you know, sure. Sure. So what we're going to do next is what, uh, the second thing we do every week, which is our Weeb and Noob score. Our Weeb and Noob score doesn't signify a show is good or bad. In fact, we say anime, all anime is good. Watch anime, please do it. This is really our, our excitement for you, the listener, to watch it based on our level of experience with it. So mm-hmm. I speak to the weebin perspective. What does this show mean or my excitement for other Weeb's to watch it? And Garrett speaks to the new fan. What is that person going to experience? Is this something that's going to explain anime? Going to make it feel better for you to watch. it? So I'm going to start with this one. And I think just for Weebs in general, this is just like, I I feel like I'm doing another guilt score. I'm going to give this in 8.5, specifically because I know that we're two white dudes in our year of ox and rat. (laughs) And neither of us, this is not our cup of tea. But I also recognize the importance of the show to the weeb culture fruits basket is such a famous romance sh- it's like one of the most famous slice of life romance stories that if you're a weeb, give it a shot don't let you know two old fuddy duddies tell you not to so i would say even so watch it more so for me for weebs out there for a long time fan it's an easy list it's an easy watch the manga is probably easy to get into as well so i would and and, and it's it, it was enjoyable albeit not dynamic 8.5 all the way. And that I would kick out of bed. Garrett, what would you give it for your noob score? I would give it a six.
0: Mm, mm. There was, uh, nothing to come running towards. Mm, when I turned mm. off that last episode, I just kind of slapped my hand on my knee and I went, well, that happened. <laughs> uh, no, to, but to be serious, guys, uh, let's break it down on a more technical level. Uh, this 2019 version, the animation is fine. Um, it was a little refreshing. I mean, hey, look, it's not often that we dip in the sub five, and th- there's a reason for that. It's right. The show has to offer something. There will be a show eventually. The cow will show me that, not spitefully, but that I will legitimately give a three or a four. But this mm-hmm. was more than that. This provided some story. Provided a little bit of intrigue with the um, the different lunar characters. Uh, I just don't think that there was enough there to drive a storyline that would be interesting that you would want to come back to. Yeah. Uh, it just,
1: it just wasn't there for me. And, and yeah. that's
0: a personal choice, you know? And,
1: and it makes you wonder how soon they're going to shoot their cousin load. And I mean that in a not weird way. I mean that in the, how quickly are they going to run blow through all the 12 cousins or 13 right. cousins, right? Like yeah. how soon are they going to blow through that? And can they sustain it? Um, And maybe we're both wrong and it gets like amazing and super awesome in like season two. So, you know, we're also speaking from it from a very specific um, subset. So older fans, definitely something to check out newer fans. Definitely. I agree. This might not have the dynamism that really, that would, that would keep your attention if this is not necessarily something you watch on a regular basis. So I think a pretty consistent score overall. So uh, as we uh, go off to the night, we, and try to avoid, hugging our significant others for fear of turning into animals it is always important to hear your thoughts is fruit basket the type of delightful romance comedy that just hits that sweet spot that makes you just love kindness and love love all over again do you like it for its humor do you like it for its from it do you like it for its hunky hunky boys to become cute cute animals or do you think it's just a little too boring a little bit less dynamic a little too nothing let us know in the comments below because we want to continue the conversation especially for a show honestly as important as fruits basket to the overall anime experience you can follow us on all of our social media uh, especially on uh twitter at weave underscore dude or on instagram at wamba podcast you can also follow us on our our host site anchor.fm or anywhere your podcasts are found but make sure when you listen to us here what do you want them to give us
0: I believe that's a 5, five, 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 five star review. Card.
1: That is correct, with a side of uh, whatever uh, Chinese food that comes with the uh, the Lunar Calendar placemat. Uh, so we want to make sure that you know you go home delighted, that you've had your fill of fruits. So Garrett, what is your final thoughts on this show?
0: My final thoughts is that when you're looking for a great experience with a sexual partner, no matter who they are, you want them to be regal in the streets and a brown boar in the sheets. <laughs> Like my girl
1: Kagura. Probably one of your best, man. So we're gonna, <laughs> so we're gonna be hugging each other and changing into animals. We're gonna be crashing into the ceiling to fight Yuki again. We're gonna be covering gardens with Toru. All in all, to wish you all a fantastic. See you next week.
0: Take care, y'all. <laughs>
1: Don't Doctor use this quit. thing.
0: We have to hurry! Marooned? <laughs>